Welcome to Talking Travel with Wendy. Today's guest and my sweet friend is Vicki Turbach. Vicki, welcome. Thanks so much for being here today. We're, Thank you for having me. We're doing this via Skype, so um, or actually FaceTime, right? Yeah, so, uh, so we're learning. This is a technology thing that we're learning. We're old school. Yeah. So Vicki is um, about as much of a travel addict as I am. So I said, you know what? Who would be good to talk to is my good friend Vicki, who's also a travel agent and has seen many, many countries. So um, so today we're going to talk to her about, tell me a little bit about your travel company and what you do. Okay, thank you, Wendy. Um, <laughs> I love travel, as Wendy said, so I wanted to turn my love of travel into something that I could do to help other people, much like Wendy. <laughs> so I went ahead and... Um, Educated myself and became a travel advisor. Just started with a, a new company called KHM Travel Group in December of last year. But I am an independent contractor, so my company is called Travel by Vicky. And you can find me. I'm not great with social media yet, and that's what we were talking about before we started recording. So you can find me old school by email at travelbyvicky at gmail.com, or you can find me on my Facebook. Yes. Um, also by uh, travel by Vicky. Um, and and what do you what do you book for people? What I kind book of just about anything? Really? Because okay. I have a passion for travel, and I want people to make memories and have experiences, and I want you to have the travel that works best for you or your family. So I well, I book cruises, all inclusive stays in the Caribbean. Um, a lot of European travel, just okay. because, as you know, <laughs> I lived over in Europe for three years and kind of have a, a yeah. feeling and knack for what travel is like over there. So I do a lot of Europe. Um, well, let's talk about that for a second. So, like, okay. we were both over there at the same time. I met Vicky in our German class, and we're going to give a shout out to Edith Hoffman. Uh, very. Wunderbar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, wir sprechen ein bisschen Deutsch. Ich spreche kein Deutsch. <laughs> no, we hopefully we won't embarrass her too much. She'll be like, uh, what happened, girls? I know. I didn't teach those two. I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> they weren't in their class. I don't know them. They but I loved that class because um, you guys were my first travelers, the Stuttgart Wanderers, and we would just, yes. you know, pop in the Prius or do the carpool <laughs> and, and travel around Stuttgart. Exactly. We learned together. We had that shared passion for travel, and we should have that shared passion for learning yeah. culture, but the lack of actually speaking the language. <laughs> so yeah. we got to learn together. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love the um, the forced or not so forced uh, day trips that Edith made us take for the classes because we learned so much about the culture. So much, and it was it was an experience that I highly recommend to anybody to get the chance to move over and live in Europe for any amount of time. It is so so worth it for you for your kids. Yeah. Just to experience what other other cultures are like and and how different they are from America. It's it's. It's yeah. invaluable. Yeah, they still have our fingerprints from not wanting to go. Uh, mine too. And thank goodness for good editing. I know. 
<laughs> okay, so about our um, our time over there in Europe, what are some of the travel planning things that you learned that you can help people with and help with them doing itinerary planning? Um, so, the, you know, of course I'm going to say the best thing for itinerary planning is to contact a travel advisor because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> But but people just totally misunderstand. They think, oh, I'm just going to hop on one of these third-party Expedia and TripAdvisor, and you can do that. But I, not just because we love it, but a, a trip can go really wrong. Really, really quickly. <laughs> and some of the third-party, I don't want to badmouth anyone. Right. The OTAs, online travel agencies, but a lot of the times when you're booking those things, on your own you don't know the nuances of the travel within the country and you may not be getting the full package you may have extra fees that you're encountering when you get over to the place you're staying so you think oh i did it i did it cheaply i booked it on this platform and then you get over there and it's thousands of dollars more right than you're expecting right because you don't know the ins and outs of what a certain country or resort charges and that's where a travel advisor is helpful or someone who's in the business well some of the horror stories i've heard is um i had no idea that i needed an international license to rent a car in croatia well yeah you do but it, it it's not intuitive but if you work in the travel field you know that when you go to Croatia or Scotland or any of these countries, you need an international license. You can't just say, uh, here's my passport and here's my, um, here's my driver's right. license from license. America. <laughs> they're like, yeah, no. <laughs> and, you know, they're getting stricter with mm-hmm. um, the requirements because they've had, a lot of the countries have had uh, travelers come into their country, have accidents, uh, use their medical facilities, you know, skip out on bills um, because they, you know, don't know the rules or, or maybe they do it on purpose, I'm not sure, but they're getting tougher with regulations with, with us traveling because they want to make sure, of course, that their company is compensated for right. the damages that we do while we're traveling. Right. So, it, you know, it, these regulations are always changing. Every country is different. Mm-hmm. Even within the EU, as you know, they have different regulations. So hopefully... You know, getting a travel advisor or someone who's familiar with the 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 travel industry would be able to help you as a traveler. You know, avoid some of these pitfalls, things that could happen to you. Oh yeah. You were told, just because you went online, yeah, and booked something, yeah, doesn't mean you have the full story. And there's no one to contact, even if you book it and then come up with questions later, because it's an online travel uh, agency. Oftentimes, you can't get an answer. You can't get a straight answer. You may yeah. get three different answers if you call three different times. We won't name names that they they don't handle it in like Italy now. Even if you go through the the hotel itself, they require a minimum deposit before you even come. And right. and um, people are like, I don't understand it. I, my trip isn't for six to seven months, and they've already charged me two nights stay. Well, that's because people have ditched it, or they've canceled at the last minute, and they can't resell your room. Exactly. No. Either. Yeah. So. And I, you know, it, and I've had people who don't quite understand, like, oh, I, I got to the hotel and I booked two rooms, but I really only need one room. Why can't I get my money back for canceling the day of arrival? Yeah. Well, because it's a business, and now <laughs> they can't rent that room out, so they expect you to pay for what 
you know, what you booked. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't really answer your question. You no. said, what did I learn? <laughs> what I learned <laughs> is I know in America, a lot of times we have this idea that um, waiting to the last minute is the way to get the bargains and the deals. And I learned that in Europe, that is absolutely right. not true it's... at all. It's almost the worst or the opposite. <laughs> wait, the longer you wait, the higher the price you pay. Right. So if you're not a planner and you do like to wait to the last minute, I'm not saying you can't travel. You'll still be able to find something. You'll still be able to find affordability. But planning ahead makes the most sense. Gets you the best bargains, the best availability, the lower price rooms, the better flights, as you know. Yeah. Flights go up the closer you get to travel. Um, and flights can be pretty outrageous for travel in the United States, uh, within the country. It, it's so different from Europe. If you lived over in Europe, you can hop on a plane for $100. I know. Round trip. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., you can't even get a seat for $100 no. No. on your plane. Have you ever, we, we have a new airline here. Well, no, I guess it's not new. Frontier? Yes, it's not new. It's, it's one of our, um, you know, bargain airlines like Allegiant Air. Or Ryanair. <laughs> Ryanair overseas or EasyJet. Yeah. Um, you know, even Eurowings. Uh, we well, we just got it here in Huntsville, so, like, people are all excited. So it's here. it's new, yeah, it's new to Huntsville, but probably not it's, new company. It's not new to the country. <laughs> that is something important that listeners should know. Um, there is absolutely nothing wrong with bargain airlines. Uh, a lot of people are worried about the security of the, the airlines, they they have the same, they wouldn't be flying if they had really bad, you know, uh, safety records. I think I said security, safety records. It's not that they're, they're cutting corners by being unsafe. They're cutting corners because they're charging you for any extras. Everyone needs to know you can totally have an enjoyable experience on a bargain airline, but don't expect that they're gonna come through the cabin offering you beverages and snacks and you know your seat picked well in advance your seat might not even have as much room as you're used to on a bargain budget airline because they're cutting their costs for you so you have to make sure that you're really interested in budget airline travel yeah 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 <laughs> and know what you're getting yeah. i think it's about managing expectations yeah right and and getting from point a to point b i'm looking at a flight in um to go to portland because they have a direct flight. Well, I guess it's not direct. You change in Denver, but you know it's about a hundred and fifty in August. And okay, but I am kind of used to flying Ryanair and Eurowings from my time. So I know, and I know that I'm going on a hiking trip. So it'll be a backpack. You know, right. it's not. Um, so you're not going to be upset because you're not going to need to check a bag and then find out that it's seventy five dollars yeah. one way. Right. And I'm going in August, so I'm not taking, like, heavy coats and mittens, and although I might have to, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that brings up another point of what I learned traveling in Europe, how to travel lightly. Yeah. When I first went to Europe, I'm like, oh, we're going away for a week. I need this heavy bag that weighs 75 pounds with 75 changes of clothes and every pair of shoes. I'm like, nope. <laughs> now I can go away for a 10-day trip, and I can pack a backpack. Yeah. Yeah, I can do it. And there are so many videos out there on YouTube. YouTube is one of my friends. I'm yes. sure it is for YouTube. Yes. <laughs> All of these people teach you how to pack efficiently and lightly and how to get your stuff in a compact suitcase. And if you really are interested in saving money, 
packing lighter is one way to do that it. That would be a, a fun podcast video that we could do. We could have a pack off with each other. I would lose. Get Heather, get Heather in with it. You would win. You're the spatial relations queen. I would be like, oh. <laughs> I would I would get to do my Tetris. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so what are people booking right now this time of year? Everything. Everything. Well, yeah, as you know, depending on what part of the country you live in, you're getting a little bit tired of the cold weather right about now. So a lot of people People are booking their Caribbean destinations, warm weather, anything that'll get them out of the snow of the Great Lakes area or, you know, the cold and dreary rain of the Pacific Northwest. So people are booking their their warm travel, but they're also looking at cruises Um, and, you know, pretty much everything because January traditionally is a very uh, busy time in the travel industry. it's, it's, It's a time when a lot of resorts airlines, all-inclusives, offer, uh, you know, big discounts, big incentives to book. It's right after the holidays. So typically people are yeah. recovering from Apple, recovering from all the spending they did over the holidays. <laughs> so they have to offer these incentives to get people booking. And it, it, it is a, it is a busy season. January. So you, holiday. you personally like cruising too. I do. So what's, what was your favorite cruise? I don't have a favorite because there's something different about every cruise. Oh, that's cool. I like, and you know, people ask me all the time, "What's your favorite line? What's your favorite cruise line?" They offer, they all offer something different. So it really depends on the traveler and what they expect out of their experience. Okay. And that's another thing. Shameless plug for Travel Advisor. Another no, thing no. that a Travel <laughs> Advisor does is they help you decide. You know, they help. They listen to you and they ask what it is you're looking for for this experience. Right. They help you pick the best itinerary and the best cruise line to make sure you have an enjoyable experience. Um, I really had a great, I just got back from a cruise a couple days ago, a couple days ago, I guess 10 days ago. It was a, it was a new year's cruise that I did um, because I wanted to experience a holiday cruise on the, on the the ships because I know that a lot of times they really go above and beyond to make sure the celebration of holidays, you know, are special. So they did have um, a menorah lighting, every night oh nice they had the christmas tree huge christmas tree lit up in the center they did a um a lot of partying for new year's eve they did a balloon drop where'd you go where was it from it was actually out of miami and it was just a short four day it was through royal caribbean and it was including their uh private island perfect day oh yeah 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 i've heard about it (laughs) so we did Nassau, Bahamas, and the Perfect Day, and that was that was our that was our only um, off off the ship days. We had a cruising day, um, but the Bahamas was beautiful um, at that time of year. Yeah. It was warm, nice. The beaches were nice. Perfect day was looked good. I'm not here to support one the cruise line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either, but yeah. it was a very it was a very fun experience. Was so the weather was was good. The weather was. Good. Was it crowded? No, okay. I honestly thought the, you know, statistically the Christmas and New Year's cruises are the most packed cruises oh. of the year. Um, they also tend to be the most pricey of the year because they know families on holiday are in the book. Um, this cruise, they, I think they said there were 4,200 of us on board. 
but that's something that I think the newer ships do well. They have designed the ships in a way that you can get a small city on there and never feel overwhelmed with people because I, I love people, but I'm not a fan, I'm a fan of crowds. Me too. You know, you know, I'm the same way. When we took the Queen Mary over, too, I I was not excited to hear the number and the volume of people that were on the cruise. However, I there were many many times that I was walking um, between the decks, and I was the only person in the hallway. Exactly, <laughs> and I have a picture of me that in on this particular ship, this this class of ship, they have something called the promenade where the big Christmas tree is. Oh, yeah. A lot of bars and restaurants. It's almost like walking down a city street. Yeah. And I was sitting there enjoying my cappuccino and I have a picture and I'm literally the only person on the <laughs> I'm like, is anyone else on this ship? <laughs> like, well, and I know you probably did it because I... I did it, and we're so much alike. But we we found our favorite bar, we found our favorite bartender, we found our favorite window. And if he saw us coming, or he would ask us when we were coming, we would get the window with our favorite bar and our favorite bartender. So you know, every day we had this kind of rendezvous in in the Scottish bar. What a surprise! <laughs> we also were also frequented the Irish pub as well. But yeah, you do, I mean, as big as the ship is, it's not impersonal if you don't want it to be. If you want to blend in and you don't want to meet a soul and you don't want to talk to anybody, you can do that too. But you know us, we're chatters, so we, uh, pretty early on. Ships have really sort of, sort of started up building up a wellness component to the cruises because the millennials and um, the upcoming generations, they really like uh vacations that include wellness and well and staying fit if they're going to eat the cruise food they want a place to you know uh work out as well and usually yeah usually (laughs) cruise gyms are very nice they work out over the water plenty of machines they offer classes they even have the track on board um most ships that's usually on an upper deck so you can walk at your convenience and you know how many laps equal a mile and so there there are ways to to stay within your diet or within your usual routine if you choose to i'm with you though i'm on vacation forget it i'm going to the gym once to check it out i'll go work out sort of just to say i did it yeah 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 and um i would walk by it yeah i was though devastated when we when we finally got here and i weighed in so i thought okay next time maybe i need to visit a couple of times Out. Thank God for stretchy pants. That's what cruises are for. It's overindulgence. So, um, what else can we chat about? What, what would well, you like? I don't know, but I, you know, I can talk about just about anything. So, throw something. <laughs> you know, a lot of people. I will say one other thing about cruises. A lot of people are worried and concerned, especially you know, uh, with current climate issues. That cruise lines are very, you know, not eco friendly and not doing the most that they can for sustainability, but they, they totally are. Um, each cruise line, I've read up on what they're doing to be more eco-friendly. They've all, all gotten rid of plastic straws. There will not oh, be wow. plastic straws on, on a cruise ship okay. um, anymore. They use biodegradable ones. A lot of people don't like those because they do kind of disintegrate in your drink if they're there for a while. Um, but, you know, as a travel advisor, I sometimes give out uh, metal straws, which are 
easy to purchase on Amazon. Yeah. Well, I have found the millennials love those anyways. They do. Yeah. They they're yeah. like they're eco conscious and, and you know um that might be something that I that I look at for this eco project I'm doing. Um, you know, know. you know, taking yeah. you know, taking it with me across America. Yeah. And um yeah, that's all right, let's chat about that. So we'll chat about that too. <laughs> and you know, just to throw out that uh, I read an article recently about Norwegian Cruise Line. They they've become the first clu- cruise line, can't speak without I need more caffeine. <laughs> They're the first cruise line that got see I'm like, why did I prepare better? I don't know. <laughs> They're the first cruise line to outlaw or get rid of us think we use plastics. So oh, yay. No single-use plastics. Yay. So yay. those water bottles everybody loves taken off into port. No, you can bring your own reusable. You know, I do advise people when you go on a cruise, yes. take a reusable cup. They have filling stations. You can fill up, you know, with water. You can't take a full one of these off the ship, but you can take an empty one and cuts down on your plastic use. There you go. Is another way to be Yeah, yeah. So, I got another question for you. What was your favorite country to visit in Europe? Okay, so I get this question from everyone I meet. All my Facebook friends, because they're trying to figure out what they want to do and where they want to go. We went over to Europe with maybe a list of eight countries that we wanted to go to, or eight things we wanted to do. We came home with a list of about a thousand things that we wanted to do. (laughs) Because... Mm-hmm. I don't know that everyone else would feel that way. I've met pl- plenty of people who've done Europe and, and they get that same feeling. But if you've got the travel bug and you enjoy travel, I don't know. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a place you didn't enjoy. There were some places I didn't enjoy as much as I thought I would. But I, there were there was never a trip I took that I said, oh, I'd never go back there. Yeah. Honestly. Um, but I am partial just because you know my personality. I am partial to um, Italy, Spain, and countries in the UK <laughs> because they are, they have a lot of nightlife. They seem to enjoy uh, people and <laughs> they're very <laughs> loud like I am. <laughs> people ask me that too. And um, well, Italy is definitely in my top five, probably number two. It's probably my number two. But number Scotland is definitely my number I one. I do love, like I said, I do love Scotland. I do love Ireland. I love Wales. Oh, I, absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm, you're right, because it's, it's so hard. I I loved Wales too. I visited last spring with, um, with Francis and we had a ball and it was just North Wales. So now I want to go to South Wales, but, um, oh, nice. (laughs) You would love it. We, we went to this town called Clindendo. And I had like four Welsh people tell me how to say it, and they all said it differently. So yes. I know that I wasn't saying it right, even as I was leaving. <laughs> Welsh is tough. Welsh is like Greek. I, know. I, can, I, I can have 7,000 people telling me how to say it, and I can say it 7,000 times, and every time they're going to go like, well, it's like L L A N U N D O. And so I was going in there going Lolly Nendo. And they were like, what? <laughs> what are you trying to say? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, I try. And that's something I think that I found uh, 
you know, traveling outside of the U.S. is people seem to be, for the most part, so they embrace you trying to learn the language and yeah. trying to learn the culture. So yeah. as long as you're putting in an effort, I think people... Yeah, I totally agree. Really appreciate it and, and love that you're, you know, you're trying. Yeah. And you don't have to get it right. And that, I think... I personally, before going over to Europe, it's another thing I learned about travel. I was always afraid to try my language, which feels because I'm like, oh, I sound like an American trying to speak Greek or German. And or I know. And when you finally tell yourself, well, I am. I am an American <laughs> trying to speak Greek and, and German. And um, I, I, I don't have to be perfect, but I to be respectful of the culture and, and its people, I think... It, the effort to trying and there's so many programs out there now there's YouTube like you were saying channels that will help you and right. um and yeah and there's aid programs so you can pretty much yeah you know and that's another thing when you're traveling overseas or traveling to a country where you don't speak the language take your phone get an app yeah. there are a ton of them Google Translate is fine Translate for just to visit yeah yeah because I know a lot of people are that kind of keeps them from traveling yeah. outside of the country because they're a little apprehensive about not being understood or maybe they have dietary concerns, allergies, and they're afraid to travel. Right. There are so many tools out there now to help you get your point across efficiently. There should be nothing. Yeah, so, so just trying a little language app or watching a couple language videos for the country that you're visiting, there's another travel tip. We'll put that up there. Travel tip. Put that up. <laughs> <We're> so good. <laughs> well, Vicki, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to be doing this more often. We're going to have talking travel with Wendy and Vicki as a regular thing. And we'll have different topics, so stay tuned. But thank you so much for agreeing to be here and being part of Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for getting me over my fear of having video. <laughs> I have a Facebook video, so... <laughs> Stop it. You do not. <laughs> Adorbs. Okay. Well, we'll talk to everybody soon. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Thanks for having me.